Hey, welcome to the Hanging with Coach Noonan podcast. Glad you found us for another season. Really hope you enjoyed the guests that we have today. Take a listen. Reach out if you want some more information. Enjoy the time. Enjoy the learn. Hopefully you get better from this. Given the most recent winter storms, I highly encourage you, if possible, to donate to your local food bank. Also check out Southern Smoke Foundation, set up by Chris Shepard down in Houston, Texas. It's a great foundation directly related to helping those in need, both from the winter storm as well as uh, restaurants impacted from the shutdowns and lockdowns last year and who are still struggling to stay afoot. Nothing wrong with helping others who help you. In this episode, I talk with the founder of Caffeine and Kilos, Danny Lair. Caffeine and Kilos is one of my favorite coffee brands out there, and I love the fact that they are more than just coffee, but a lifestyle and a community as well. In that vein, Danny is more than just the founder. He is a leader, former competitive weightlifter, and owner of Excel Health and Fitness. Danny holds a bachelor's and master's degree of education, several certifications including USAW Level 1, CrossFit Level 2, and Google Analytics Advanced Level. Danny and I talk about his wrestling background, CrossFit, getting into coffee roasting, building the CNK community, and more. Enjoy today's episode. Make sure you follow Danny and Caffeine and Kilos on all social medias and get yourself a cup of some dang good coffee and go smash some weights. On today's episode of the Hanging with Coach Noonan podcast, I am joined by a man who needs no introduction himself, the CEO, um, or I should say co-CEO of uh, Caffeine and Kilos, Mr. Danny Lear. Thanks for taking the time and, and recording with me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, Peter. Glad, uh, glad to be here. It's it's co-CEO, right? You and... Uh, well, co-owners. So Dean co-owners. and I are both, yes, we own it together. Technically, I'm the CEO, but that... I don't really uh, worry about titles too much. No, so man, it's, you, you know, uh, I've seen you guys, I've followed you guys for a while in terms of just the content that you put out online. And um, when I started this podcast um, last last year, it was just a trial and, and, and mostly with my, my friends and see how this would work. And then this year I said, I need to go and I want to seek, you know, people that I, I really respect and, and people that I, I guess you know, the industry, whether it be for me in, in terms of coaching in, in the sports world or in the strength conditioning world, who are kind of big names. So I said, I need to reach out, man. And I, I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, coach. I, uh, I I love it. So it's great. I like I like what you're out there doing. And uh, that's our whole thing. We're, we're big advocates of just, the, you know, an active, healthy lifestyle. Right. And where does that start with most people is with sports, you know, and so that's important. I know that that was a big part of my life growing up. And so I, I'm, I'm all about it. So, so give us a quick rundown of, you know, your, you know, your childhood, getting into sports and then getting into competitive lifting. Yes. Yeah, so I always played sports growing up. My parents were super active. In fact, I, I grew up on the sidelines of soccer fields for like adult rec league. Um, and then like, same thing, like beer league softball. So my, that was my whole life growing up as we were out at the the watch my parents you know be active play sports they would take us out skiing backpacking hiking um, all kinds of outdoor outdoor stuff growing up and then along with that they put us in all the sports too so they just they really believed in just kind of exposing you to lots of different sports so played soccer all growing up they even put us in like a basketball camp 
we were still doing all, all kinds of stuff, baseball. Um, and then when I got into high school, I kind of found wrestling and that, that was my kind of my best sport. I found something that I was, I was good at and I liked and I, the certain things about it that I liked. And so anyway, it's that, that ended up being a real big, uh, big thing for me. And I started coaching wrestling uh, when I was still in college. And so that, that's what led me to be a PE teacher because I needed a job that I could just, uh, you know, at 2.30, peace out and go to practice. And so there's not a whole lot of those around, um, or at least at the time, I didn't see that. And so anyway, so I was like, well, teacher sounds great. So I taught PE for eight years. Uh, during that time, I uh, became part owner in a, in a gym here. Um, and I'm still part owner of that gym. And that, that was going well. So I was doing that and teaching. Um, and then from there, we, we started Caffeine and Kilos, uh, kind of on accident. We, we just wanted to host an event. Um, we just wanted to host the biggest weightlifting meet um, that there was. Like, how do we get all the best weightlifters, like Olympic-style weightlifters, best weightlifters in the country um, to come compete against one another? Um, got to get a cash prize together. So we got some sponsors and just kind of booked the venue and went to run this event. And then it just totally took off. Um, and the, the, we sold coffee and apparel there. Big hit, totally took off. And, and so then after that, I think I taught another two years and then that was that was that um and then now i'm all in all in with caffeine and kilos uh and the gym and kind of doing doing that so so you fall into coffee accidentally you know was uh, this... yeah kind of yeah <laughs> yeah take take us through that process you know because people fall into like home brewing and and, and things like that as a hobby now this is going from a hobby, I guess, or, or, or yeah. experiment to, you know, a worldwide recognizable brand. Right. So we, we started off, we just wanted to host that event, you know, like we, we just wanted to get the best weightlifters in the country. And, and then we kind of had this other idea. One of the guys who, who's the co-founder of the company, he on, on his own personal Facebook, just kind of messing around. He posted a picture of like a t-shirt and just had like super rough graphics, like make sure press or something. And it just said my life and had a guy lifting weights and then had a cup of coffee. And he's like, Hey, I want one of these shirts. I'm going to make one. Who else wants one? Like, let me know if you want one, I'll order one, you know, whatever we order. And just like a, as a, like he just wanted one type thing. And then there's this overwhelming response. And so then we're talking, he's like, man, we got this event coming up, but like this whole coffee lifting weights, like, I know something's there because it's just in the culture, you know, it's just in the culture of fitness, you know, I mean, coffee and caffeine is the number one tested and proven ergogenic aid. Um, just a lot of people, people around the world, that's their, you know, daily routine, right? Get up, drink some coffee, go work out, you know? And so it's just kind of there as part of the deal. Um, so that was how the, the coffee and the weightlifting kind of got rolled into that event so okay we're gonna do this event and then we realized they were actually the same idea as the the shirt and the you know the apparel and the event and the same idea caffeine and kilos and so it's okay well you know we'll sell some apparel there and that'll help you know fund the cash prize we're giving away and pay for the venue and stuff and then um you know if we're gonna call it caffeine and kilos let's make this thing the real deal let's get a let's get a coffee made and so that's went on, uh, started, started Googling, went on the old Google machine, started looking up local roasters um, and calling them and kind of tell them we want to do, Hey, we want a coffee that tastes good, but that has a little bit higher caffeine than your standard cup of coffee, right? Something that kind of sets it apart, differentiates it. And so a few people were like, ah, yeah, okay. 
Uh, but one guy like really loved the idea, like really sunk his teeth into it. He's like, all right, like I got it. Like we said, okay, we want to make this really a caffeine kilos vent. So we went and talked to a bunch of roasters and said, hey, we want a coffee that tastes really good, but has higher caffeine content, you know, but still is a great copy. And so this one guy, Roaster Dave, um, and from Sacramento and we're a Sacramento brand, he really loved the idea and uh, was excited about it. And so we're still with him now, you know, it's been, we started in 2013. Um, so it's eight years later, we're still using the same, same roaster. We meet with them, you know, regularly and pick out new blends and all that type of thing. So we really like got, got kind of thrust into the, went from being people who, you know, liked coffee and were, were into coffee to being, you know, deep, deep in it. <laughs> right. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's been yeah, fun. There's, I mean, there's, there's as much science in coffee as there is in weightlifting, whether it's, you know, the standard powerlifting or, or, uh, you know, the Olympic style stuff, just obviously with, with lifting, it's more from a technique standpoint, but from coffee, it's, you know, how do you. Or the cultivating it and growing yep. it and then blending it and roasting and, and all that whole, the whole story there. Yeah, no doubt. So your favorite blend that you guys have ever sold, regardless of, cause you, you keep the PR blend, right? That's, that's, that's the mainstay. And yeah. Roaster Dave's. Uh, mm-hmm. But you guys have had a few different ones. Like right now, I'm drinking right. spiced rum, and it's yeah. it's delicious. Oh, you know? It's really good. Yeah, we so we have the yeah the PR blend. That was the first blend we ever did. And it's still our most popular coffee. Um, and then we we do have three or four other um, kind of blends that we always have around. Like yeah, like the mainstays that people can subscribe to and stuff. And then, but our most popular thing we're doing right now is coffee of the month. And so every month we have a, a new blend. And so it's cool because you get the opportunity to like try different coffees and they're, they're all good, but they're, it's a mixture of some lighter and some darker roast, some medium, but it's like, it's a great opportunity to, to try different blends from different parts of the world. Um, and you know, and, but you know, they're going to be good because they're always that, you know, that caffeine and kilos quality, you know? So yeah. out, out of all of them, you know, it's funny, just yesterday, uh, I went to the beach, uh, my family went to the beach, with some friends of ours, and they were talking about um, this one's called, it was called the Big Berry Blend. And it was kind of fun. It had that, like that big baller brand, like branding kind of logo <laughs> on it. Like that was kind of what the, what the label looked like. The Big yeah. Berry, tri- Triple B, Big Berry Blend. But it was, it was really good. Like it tasted, um, it was really, it was fruity, light, and it was a really good, really good coffee. Anyway, they brought that up yesterday. I said, hey, are we going to bring this one back? I was like, dude, talking about it now, I think we probably should, you know? There you so, go. Yeah. Um, you know, <clears throat> speaking of, of your time as a coach and just kind of reflecting on, on the way that you guys present from a customer service standpoint, right. Including notes and, and things in, in the packaging. Is there a relationship that has come from your background as a PE teacher and a coach to how you handle customer service? Because I, I think that there's a difference and there's, there's a difference in the way that companies handle their customer service. And then there's a difference in a reason as to why people stay with certain companies, regardless of their product or price versus another competitor or just some, somebody else in general. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting question. I've never thought of it in that um, those terms before, but that definitely, that's definitely the case. Um, It's when it's funny. Sometimes you think like, what am I really best at or what am I good at or whatever? And with me, it's always, anytime I think about that or it comes up, I always think what am I best at is 
is coaching, right? Like I, I still, even though now, like I, at my gym, I coach like three classes a week and I really see that because I love it because <laughs> it's fun and it's a good opportunity, you know, you see people and be a part of the community and all that. Um, but, but that's it. But I mean, I coached wrestling for 10 years and I, to all the teaching PE and, and that's really what, what I'm, what I'm good at is helping people out. And that's the catch. That's where this like all loops around to is like, what really is coaching? Well, coaching is helping people, you know, get the best they can or achieve the most they can and, and, and doing that way. And so I don't really believe in like, um, I don't know if I'd say I don't believe in it. Personally, I don't like doing uh, the leadership style of uh, command and control, right? Like that's not really a way to get to get where you want to go or to help people out. They don't learn anything that way. They're not, they're not really learning anything. They're not doing anything. They're just, you know, following steps. I'm, I'm really a big believer in empowering people. So you, you, you work with people to come up with a solution, you know? And so through that, um, that, that's really where our customer service stems from as well is when we're talking to, you know, our, our, the people on our team that run our customer service, it's not even like, do this, do that, do this. Like, this is like the blanket statement for all customer service. How can you help the person the most? Like, what can you do for this person? Right. Like whatever you can do for them, however you can help them, like do that. That's it. Right. Like that's, that's really like, what else can you do for them? Just help them out the, the most you possibly can. Like you want them to walk away from, you know, any sort of interaction, not just like, oh, okay, that's fine. Like you want them walked away. You want them to be stoked. Right. Like walk away, like, oh man, these guys are really going out of their way and doing this and, and helping out and all that. And so that's as far as, um, you know, like we don't really have to even have the conversations much anymore of sometimes, uh, you know, she'll step in and say, Hey, you know, this is the situation with this person. Like, you know, what do you think we should do? Like my response almost always is like, well, what do you think we should do? Like, what do you think? Right. And then like, tell me what you think. And then I'll tell you if I, if I think you're on the right track or if we're, if we're doing the right thing. And I'll tell you what, man, like 99 out of a hundred times, like what, what their response is better than what I would have said, or, or exactly the same thing as what I would have said. And so anyway, that's where it comes down to is, is coaching, coaching, you know, your, your people and your team and empowering them to make the right decisions. Cause in, in coaching athletics, that's, that's what you're doing anyway, right? Like you can't be on the field with the team, you know, it's like coaching wrestling. It would, it would drive me nuts. Sometimes you wish you could, but it's like, you got to coach these kids, these kids and they go out and wrestle. Like I can't, I wish I could be on the mat with them or I wish, you know, I wish it was like a playing a video game or like you say something and they do it, but like that's not the way it goes. Right. I had the, uh, I had the fortune to be an assistant wrestling coach for two years early in my career. And mm -hmm. what's funny is some of the stuff that I learned there, cause I didn't wrestle in high school and going back, you know, that's probably something that I, I should have done in terms of powerlifting mm -hmm. or in, instead of powerlifting, cause it would have, it would have helped my athletic ability a little bit more. Oh, uh, for sure. And not that I was very good to begin with, but <laughs> just looking at, at it from now, you know, my, from the current perspective, I'm like, yeah, wrestling, wrestling's a better move. If you're trying to be a better athlete, if you just want to be stronger, mm -hmm. great. Yeah. Powerlifting is the way to go, but it doesn't necessarily make you a better athlete. And I'm sure some of my powerlifting friends are going to, going to hate me for that statement, but, but the good ones understand and, and would agree. Yeah. Uh, how do you, how do you de that. define athleticism? Right. So. Yeah. But you know, 
you you're right. You wish you could pause in that moment, right, and get the the nice fancy camera, spin it around, and go look. This is what you need to do right here, right now, and then you know hit play and resume kind of thing, or or you could input the cheat code to uh to get them to un- understand what they need to do, because I'm sure you've had your fair share of experiences where in that moment in time, you're like, you finally get what I'm trying to get you to understand versus they. All right, we're back. Apparently today is just the day that my, I'm the only one in my house. There's no one else. (laughs) No one else. It's It's all good. So, you know, I'm sure you've had your fair share of, of instances where it's like you get that aha moment from a kid or a client that you're coaching. And it's like, this is what I've been asking you to do, or this is what I've been telling you to do. Yeah. And then they look at you like, oh my God, I did it. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I know. They're like, hey, it works. I'm like, yeah, I fucking know it works. Like, that's yeah. what. Like, <laughs> so, so let me ask you this. Um, is your, is your gym more of a CrossFit style? Um, so how do you, right. Cause they're paying for a service. Okay. Right. And we know that not, ev- not everybody is going to CrossFit or, or just going to the gym in general to compete in, in whatever they want, whether it's bodybuilding, right. powerlifting, CrossFit, they're, they're, most people are going to just get better in shape or however you want to term it. So how do you, with a big coaching background, temper your expectations, one, but also deliver necessary feedback um, to somebody who may or may not really care about going to the next level? You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, yeah, if, they're, sure. if, they're, if they're in this in their position of potential injury, you got to you got to step in. Right. But well, so, in, so in I general, think- yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, look, everybody is at a different stage of what they need and what they want. Right. And this is something we talk about all the time with, with our coaches. We basically give them like a three-step process as far as like any decision you got to make, you got our back. If you do in the, in order, like number one, safety, like safety is most important. Is that individual going to get hurt? Are you going to get hurt? Is anybody around them going to get hurt? Right. Like number one is safety. Number two is community. Like what's best for the community? Is this person going to do something where maybe nobody gets hurt, but it's just, you know, it's going to piss a bunch of other people off or it's going to whatever, whatever's going on. Or are you doing something that's, you know, going to make people not, you know, have a positive experience in the end, right? Not that every day or every moment is always going to be positive, but the overall picture, right? And then last is coaching, which is how can you most uh, help that person, right? So like that's in order, right? Like safety, community, then coaching. And if you focus on those things, like everything's good to go. And so that's where it comes down to. And, and CrossFit, you know, as far as CrossFit specifically, I don't know how familiar you are or whatever, but it gets a pretty shitty rap sometimes because people think that it's it's dangerous or it's unsafe or it's just a bunch of people just, you know, winging and weights around and no one gives a shit about technique. But the, the truth is like, that's not at all an accurate rep- representation, right? Um, everybody who, at least at my facility, Everyone who comes into Excel, before they attend one class, they've had five personal training sessions, one-on-one with the coach. Um, Not that you're an expert in five sessions, but you at least like know what's going on and have some level of competency, right? Then also the class you go into, the coach knows that you're brand new and they're going to make sure that whatever you're doing is appropriate for you. 
And so, you know, out of those, that situation where everyone there at least is familiar with the movements, has been coached individually in the movements, and then the coach in that class knows that they're new and kind of know. And you see, look, if you've been doing this for a while, if you've been coaching people for a while, like how many squats you got to watch before you know what this person's capable of, right? Like, like probably three, but you watch one and you give them a, you give them a cue to fix like triage, right? You give them a cue to fix their biggest problem. And then they either can or they can't. And if they can't in the, the very next rep, if they still can't do it, all right, now I know exactly what we need to work on, right? But if in the next rep or two, they can fix that first problem, okay, cool. Now, what's the next pr biggest problem, right? And like you just triage the movement down. And so like there is a scale, like there is a, a, a form of every movement that anyone can do, right? Like we actually have a, um, a member of our community right now, she's 80, 83 years old, 84 years old, something like that. She's actually one of my co-founders, grandma. And like, she's killing it. Like she's down here three days a week. She doesn't miss, you know, like she's, she's done, and she deadlifts and back squats. And you know, you know what else is she broke her ankle like two or three years ago, not at the gym, like somewhere else, like stepped off a curb, broke her ankle or some shit. And you know what happened is this 80 year old woman broke her ankle. Then she recovered. And like, that was it. Like that, like it wasn't a big deal. Like she, six weeks later, like she's walking around again and like she runs and stuff now, right? What, what happens a lot of times when people are not in shape is they break their ankle and then they're bedridden for six weeks and they develop pneumonia. And like, that's where this big problem happens. But if your overall level of fitness is higher, um, even if you are 80 years old, what happens if you break a bone is you just recover, right? Just like you would if you were 40 years old, just like you would if you're, right? And so maybe a little bit slower, but, you know, relatively similar. So that's kind of the point is uh, the, to wrap all that up, basically, is that we, we believe that the type of exercise people need uh, varies in scale, not in kind. Right. And so yeah. with that in mind, you go, okay, well, these kind of basic movements, like everyone needs to know how to pick shit up off the ground safely. Right. And so like avoiding deadlifts or something like that is ridiculous because in everyday life, people are now look, if you want to get on some sort of thing and like talk about how trap bar deadlifts are, you know, appropriate, but putting a barbell in front of somebody is unnecessary for a heavy load. Like, Sure. Like if that makes you feel good and makes you feel important to like make some stance like that, like that's cool. Right. Like there's been plenty of strength coaches who have made a name for themselves just off of the opinion that people shouldn't back squat or some other silly shit. Right. Like being a contrarian is the, like, is the one way to get popular. So if you want to say that people shouldn't deadlift, but a trap bar deadlift is appropriate, then sure, whatever, do a trap bar deadlift. Realistically, if you're picking up groceries and taking them in the house, it's probably how you're going to do it. Right. Like who, although you're carrying a box in front of you, so like no picking up boxes then either, okay? Only trap bar deadlift and you're not allowed to pick up a box if it's in front of you. So like let your grandma know the next time it's time to decorate for Christmas, she needs to like call the neighbor over or some shit because she can't pick up that box that's in front of her. You know, like I, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me, but, but whatever. The point is people need to be able to pick things up off the ground safely and effectively. And it's absolutely a fact like that if you are capable of picking up a hundred pounds off the ground in front of you, then you are far less likely to get injured picking up those groceries bags off the ground compared to if you are not able to deadlift a hundred pounds, right? 
Oh yeah. And so, so people need to be able to pick things up off the ground. They need to be able to squat because like sit down that toilet and getting up off it, right? Like incontinence is not something I think is fun or would be fun, right? And so like, anyway, you gotta be able to, to squat down to stand up. Like that's basic human function. And you should be able to get things in and out of the cupboards above your head and out of the cabinets, right? Like these are like life skills <laughs> that everybody needs. Now, how far you push somebody in those depends on what they what they want and what they're there for and their capabilities. Some people might be, you know, their whole goal is I just want to be in the best shape that it, like I need to be in or that I can be in to function best in everyday life. Okay, sure. That doesn't mean they mail it in every single day because then you're not going to get any adaptation at all, right? But the extent which that you just you just push that person to work a little bit harder than they were going to. Right. Although sometimes you have to you have to pull people back too. But just knowing that and kind of knowing that's what their goal is, it's all great. But then if you have someone who's younger and getting after and like, no, like I'm I want to fucking do this thing. Like I want to get in the best shape I can. I want to whatever. It's like, all right, that's fine. Well, then you you push them a little more. But all under that umbrella we talked about earlier, like safety, community, and coaching, right? You push them a little bit more or you hold them back a little bit more as long as your decision falls into these buckets, you know. Or checks these these lists off this list. Yeah, no, I love I was, it, man. A little bit, a little bit all over the place there. But I think it's <laughs> it all related. No, I, it's great, and and I agree with you a whole wholeheartedly. You know, like I uh, I started this Twitter chat on Sunday nights. It's called Iron Speed Chat, and, and I just I th- I throw five questions out over the course of an hour, and it's mostly geared towards high school strength conditioning. And I don't have any certifications myself. I'm, I'm in the process of studying for my CSCS. I want to get Olympic lifting certified. Right. Um, I, I'm, I'm part of the, the planning process for our high school football strength and conditioning. And also, and, and I've been in and around the weight room. I've developed programs, test piloted stuff myself, but, um, and I, and I've had some experience in, in a couple of different CrossFit boxes, uh, some good, some bad, just, it just yep. kind of depends on who's running the deal. Uh, yeah, it's like any gym. Yeah. But ultimately you're right. It, it comes down to what are your goals and, and making things realistic for, for that person or that group, because not everybody's in the same position, uh, physically or even mentally, right. It, there is a mental component that coming into the gym, where, wherever you're at, you know, either, either you've had a shitty day, right. And you're coming in to relieve stress or right. you've already seen, you've already seen the wad and you're like, fuck this. Yeah. Again? Hey, look, and that, that's the big part of working hard and, and working out in general and actually CrossFit specifically in the way the program's designed is that the, you know, you get people in here who have never in their lives uh, played sports, you know, like played uh, organized athletics, you know, they haven't, um done wind sprints right like they haven't um they haven't kept at like working when they didn't want to anymore right they've never been pushed they've never even pushed they've never had to push themselves and so coming in and and doing something that's hard and doing something you don't want to do is really good for you or like thinking that some not knowing if you're able to do something and then actually doing it or thinking you're not capable of doing something and then doing it like these are extremely like powerful and empowering things we have a whole, you know, it's our 9.30 a.m. class um, that's over the years. I mean, the people kind of change to a degree, but those like 8.30, 9.30 class, it's a lot of, you know, like either stay-at-home moms or nurses, um, that type of thing. But it's a lot of women in their, in their 30s, you know, 
And what it is, is we got a group of, there's these 12 women that are in their mid thirties and have kids have like toddlers and they can all do pull-ups and they can all do rope climbs and they all squat over 200 pounds, you know? And it's like, these are things like that. Like, why is that not the norm? Right? Like it should be, you know, like these are basic human functions. And a lot of that comes down to it's because you get in that environment, your expectations change, right? And what you think you're capable of or what you your expectation, what you expect to be capable of changes, you know? And it reminds me of uh, Greg Glassman, one of the quotes he's um, from early on, who's the founder of CrossFit. He would say that the largest adapt or the greatest adaptation in CrossFit happens between the ears. Yeah, I think that, that there's definitely something to that. Oh, yeah, I, w- I would agree. You know, and if you look at, just the year 2020 in general uh, and what all transpired across the nation with the virus and pandemic and everything. That was, you know, that was one of the biggest things is, is that mental component of stuff. You, you know, it's half glass, half empty or glass, half full kind of deal. And, and so, you know, for you guys as a company, you know, how, how did 2020 do, um, you know, maybe in comparison to other years? I mean, it's, it was, there's a challenge, but we just had to look at different things. So like, what, what can we do? What's different? So it was interesting with Captain Kilos, like the, um, like wholesale numbers, we don't do a ton of wholesale anyway, but we do some, but those numbers went way down, but then our direct to, to consumer, which is really our specialty, those numbers went up because we, as soon as everything went down, we we're like, all right, well, how can we seriously, like, how can we help people? Like, what can we do about this? Well, going to the store sucks right now. Right. So like, we'll just ship coffee free. And so we just started shipping all coffee free. And I mean, tell you the truth, like actually margins on the coffee isn't that great, you know, but we're like, whatever, we'll just take the hit on that because like, we know what it's like out there. And it's like one more thing we can do to kind of help people out and like, just do something. Um, that's what we're going to do. So like that made a big difference. People appreciated that. Um, and then with the coffee of the month, we really focused on that. And it was really came down to like folks on what things can we control, you know, the things we could control. We spent a lot of time on and the things you can't control, you don't worry about. And it is interesting in the back of your mind, there's always this, you know, okay, like, how's this gonna, how's it gonna go? Is there going to be this giant recession? Are people going to stop spending money? Is this going to happen or that? But it's like, in the end, like you don't have control over those things. You just put yourself in position to be successful and then just keep, keep doing things. And, and again, figuring out ways that you can help and be relevant, you know? Yeah. And speaking of, of helping you guys will periodically, you know, create these bundle deals, right? I, I've got a jump rope um, right. from you guys. I don't remember when I got it, but I've never bought another jump rope because one, it wasn't a piece of crap. Yeah. Right. Sometimes you get these these freebie deals that are just trash, right? And you're just mm-hmm. it's a promotional deal. But I've got a jump rope and then I've got a pair of, of sunglasses. Yeah. Um, and then I think recently you guys did the the jump rope and ab wheel or stuff. So how yeah. does where does that process go to? Because that, that falls under that trying to help people thing, right? Um mm-hmm. and obviously people are like, Well, I don't necessarily need this extra stuff, and so they buy it to to get it. Right. But at the same time, you're helping people because you're giving them access to things that they may not already have or that they've been wondering, like, oh, maybe I should buy this because it'll help me. Yeah. And a lot of times, most of the time when we do things like that, like the free with purchase stuff, they're things that we don't sell. 
like they're actually things that are a little bit outside of. So we, with our company, we have a pretty broad range of things that we can do in the fitness industry with the, um, but like there's some things that we're just not, and we know we're not, and we know we're not specialists in. So jump ropes are a good example. Like we could, um, like we could have sold those jump ropes. They're like really nice jump ropes, right? Like they're great. Um, but that's not what we do. We're not an equipment manufacturer, right? Like that's not our specialty. And so we said, okay, well, you know, but so we could do these, what do people, we know that our customers use them like jump ropes, use jump ropes. So let's just make one and do it a free with purchase item. But with that said, like we need to make it a good one. I want something people can actually use if they get it. And then, you know, I don't want our company's name on this product. That's a shit product. You know, even if it was free with purchase, doesn't matter. I don't want them looking at our logo and associating that with, you know, this with some garbage product. So same thing like those ab wheels. It was funny. Those are actually like really nice. Like it's one of the nicest ab wheels I've ever seen. Right? <laughs> and I was like, these are so great. And then we gave them away, you know, and it's like the jump ropes. And actually we did, we did jump ropes a few times. This last year we got them in and they're nice. They're fine. But the, they weren't as good as the year before. We actually were expecting ones like the year before. And then the, the manufacturer made a mistake and sent these ones. Um, but they were good. Like they weren't, bad they weren't like a bad item so we're like okay these pass these pass are our test for you know is this something that like people can actually use and is high quality and like they be it's against a stokes test right like when they are they gonna be stoked to get this you know it's like you can almost run everything you do through that um stokes test right like is oh, yeah. the customer is are they going to be like when they make a purchase when their package arrives when everything right like are they going to be is it going to be like, eh, or are they going to be stoked to get it? Right. And like, that's what you, that's what you want. I, so, I love that, uh, that, yeah. that idea of, you know, stoked to get it. Um, I was talking with, uh, with Zach Evanesh the other day and I had listened to oh, yeah. Zach's good friend of mine. his, uh, his episode with you guys on the, uh, gas station cappuccino podcast. Yeah. Which I love the name of it and the story behind <laughs> that. Yeah. But you know, he, he was talking about, um, you know, his, his ability to kind of take a step back and examine situations when he's coaching and go, would I want my kids coached this way? So, so in that same vein, right. I love how you're talking about, well, would I personally want to be stoked to get this yay or nay? And if I don't want it, then who the hell else wants it? Dude, that's, that's our biggest advantage our biggest advantage as a company is that we are our own market, right? Like I have a CrossFit gym. I do the class a couple days a week. I've spent five years competing in Olympic weightlifting just actually um, like last year or two years ago. Um, I did a, I did a master's meet, whatever, like the world cup and like my um, co-owner Dean, the same thing. Like he works out regularly. He's active. He actually gets out and skateboards on days where he doesn't train. He competed in weightlifting at a national level uh, for a couple of years, you know? And so, and even like everyone that all of our team, everyone that works with us, um, every single person that works with us is active, loves working out, is all about it, right? And so it's like this, that's when we have meetings, like this is what we talk about. We're like, oh, would I use this? And it's like, nah, this is shit. I wouldn't use it. Like, would anybody here be happy to get this? Right? And it's like, and even when we talk about different things, it's like, oh, well, like, what do you do at the gym? Like, what do you use? What would you, you know, would you use this? Would you be excited about this? Have you, you know, and that's kind of how we, how we do is we just talk about what, what come up with decisions based on things that we act. And like, what do we see people doing? Like maybe I personally don't wear 
you know, like spandex pants anymore, whatever. So, <laughs> but it's like, I don't know, do other people, are other people excited about that? What are they, you know? Uh, and so that, that's really, you know, that has a lot to do with it. And, and but yes, yeah, so that's, that's it. It's like, it's, it's being, being uh, directly, we're not just some company that came in and was trying to throw money into fitness and, and hope to make a buck. It's, it's the, it's the opposite, right? It's people from within the community that they're doing what making products that they um, are excited about. And even like we, we have a few kind of supplements now and they, those came the same way. It's like, okay, I've been putting collagen in my coffee for 10 years and I know it works because what I do with any supplement is like, I do it, I'll take it for 30 to 60 days and then I stop. And it's like, then once I stopped, can I tell the difference? Do I feel worse? Do I, you know, cause sometimes it's hard to tell, do I feel better? Cause it'll take time for, you know, your body to like build up, uh, enough in it or, or to kind of get used to it but it's like when you stop taking it can you tell the difference and every time if I stop taking college and I can tell the difference in my recovery and there's all these studies about how good it is for your joints and your skin and everything and so anyway so I would take it for 10 years and then we're like you know maybe we should make a collagen but we don't want to just make a me too product like ours has to be as good or better than the best one on the market because otherwise what's the point right like we don't want to make something just to have um, like a, a shitty version of something else. And so we started working with the manufacturer and got some samples in and went through different samples and different manufacturers and different sourcing and ended up finding like, man, this one is, I got one. And I was like, this is really good. Like this is twice as good as the one that I've been buying and taking for the last 10 years, right? And so then it's like, it's just, you just tell, like it's actually a little bit lighter in color. You tell it's a cleaner product. It's like, uh, it mixes way easier. It's like mixed even in cold. It's like just like a finer grain. Like you just tell it's like a nicer product. And I'm like, well, there we go. This is something that, and it was funny. We're in the meeting and half of the people there took collagen, like put collagen in their first cup of coffee, but, and bought it from all from different people. And I'm like, all right, well, we all, we all like this and our, our market, everyone that we're, you know, selling things to, they're just like us. And so, you know, they're probably looking for a better version of this product too. Like we, we should just make one. There you go. So, I like that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a couple different questions to get you out and respect your time. You mentioned recently you did, you know, you did a master's competition mm-hmm. and in the pre questions I sent you, I, I just threw out a question and said, well, you know, what are your best all time numbers? So where are you at compared to your all time to now? Oh God. Um, so I don't even, so my all time best snatch is like 143 kilos. Um, but then so, uh, which is in pounds, that's like, well, like 418, something like, I mean, sorry, um, three, three, eighteen, I think so, or no, hold on. What, <laughs> I know this, um, uh, whatever, doesn't really matter. Point, <laughs> yeah, three, three, eighteen. I think that's it. So point is that, uh, that there's that, um, when I did that master's meet, I only snatched like 115 kilos or something, but in training leading up to that, I did, uh, like in the one twenties, one twenty three, something like that. So 143 kilos down to about 123. Clean and jerk. Most of clean and jerked is uh, 176. Um, and in that meet, I think I did 150, 155, 157. I don't tell you the truth. I don't really remember. Um, it didn't matter. It was just well, whatever was on the bar, whatever, whatever my whatever my coach sent me out uh, to take. So. That was, uh, so anyway, yeah, enough to win was all, was all, was all that mattered. <laughs> so yeah, go. so I'm, I mean, those lifts are both down, you know, 20 kilos off of my, my best ever, but it's funny. There's a big difference between training, you know, between five and nine sessions a week and 
yeah, I, right now I just work out two to three days a week, um, like for an hour a day doing CrossFit, honestly. And then leading up when I, how that master's me happened is I wasn't planning on doing any master's meets or whatever. Um, I just thought I was done with weightlifting. And then a friend of mine does a lot of the master's meets. And, hey, don't you, aren't you 35? Like, yeah, I turned 35 this year. You're old enough to do master's and the world cup is in San Diego. Like it's so close, you know, it's not like in Germany or something. Like you should just, you should go do it. I was like, all right. So I kind of, in my goals in weightlifting, I always wanted to medal at a national meet and I'd gotten a fifth. It was the best I did. Placed top 10 a bunch of times. I got seventh, I got, but I got a fifth, but never that top three. So I thought, okay, well, if I go, if I like medal at this master's, if that's a world cup, like maybe I'll get that monkey off my back that I never medaled at, at a, at a national meet, you know? So anyway, I, um, so I just started training and I trained like three, three to four days a week was all, um, but doing weightlifting specifically, uh, following the Cal strength program. Um, that's the team that I was still lifting for. But I used to lift for and still represent when I, when I lift. And so then I yeah, did a did a local meet, got a total. They qualified me for the meet, and then went down and did the meet. Um, and uh, and anyway, yeah, it went went well. That's awesome, man. I, I love that. Um, it's a long way, long way of saying, uh, long way <laughs> saying both both are both are about twenty kilos under what they once were. Yeah, but but it's it's not you know it's not so much about what the numbers are as much as what's your goal in, in terms of that point in time in life. So, Absolutely. you know, like well, you dude, said, that, that's it's a big enough part to of why, win. Yeah. And that's a big part of why I, uh, why I don't compete more or like why it's the, all right, right now, if I got something going on, I'm super busy and I end up not working out today. Cause I got other shit going on. It's fine. It's fine. Like really, like it's not, not a big deal. You know, you know, like maybe I'll just do something small. Or maybe I just like move on, work out tomorrow, like whatever, you know? Um, so there's that. Uh, whereas if I'm training for something, like I will not miss, like I will, I'll be, I'll train in my garage at 5 a.m. or in my garage at 9 p.m. if I have to, like it does, it doesn't matter. Like there, it is going to happen. And I just don't, I'm not in a place in my life where I, where I need that, <laughs> where I, where I have a, I don't have the capacity for that, that stress and that that burden right now you know that load plus man it's like to a certain point like I remember I know what it took to get there and I'm not sure I'm willing to to do that right now yeah no that makes total sense that makes total sense all right last question and you don't have to give as much detail but what big things do you have planned or do y'all have planned for for the company the brand or what, what are some things that you would like to see happen this year for the company? Yeah. Well, I think what you're going to see from us this year is the things we, we really focus on um, two, two categories this year. We've talked about it before, which is the, 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 what are the things that we do the absolute best? And then what are the things that really help people, right? So the things that we do absolute best is our, our apparel collections, like when we come out with new collections. What we do better than anybody else in, in fitness is that they are all the apparel and stuff that you can wear to the gym and feels good and you're comfortable in the gym, you can work out in, but it also looks good and you could wear it to your niece's birthday party and not miss a beat, right? And so that doesn't mean it's this like crazy performance, you know, fiber, because you know what, honestly, like most of that stuff, you're not going to be want to wear other places either. Um, they're, but they're the most comfortable t-shirts you've ever owned. 
and they've got this cool design on it that like makes you makes you feel good makes you feel confident you know you feel cool when you put it on it's that stoked factor right you're stoked when you put it on um how it looks how it feels so you can go work out go to your niece's birthday party looks good both places and so that and then the the how we help people is the consumable side of things like the coffee collagen we have a clearly caffeine which is like a caffeine only pre-workout it's like a caffeinated croy you know and so like those are kind of the the categories we're really we're, we are really focusing this year is the boom like really hammer down these these great collections that people are excited to get and then focus on the the consumable side of things where you can really help people out love it man i'm gonna i'm gonna give you two two things that i would be stoked to get oh that here I, we go that I have not seen anybody do, or maybe like they've that. done it and it's been a while, right? Quarter zip or half zip, one of those two. Uh -huh. right? Cause everybody does a hoodie, everybody does a pullover mm -hmm. and then the short sleeve hoodie. Oh yeah. So those, those are some things that I've kind of looked at, um, you know, just because for me walking around, you know, in a classroom setting, Yep. I can't always just wear a caffeine and kilos t-shirt, right? That's right. just not part of our uh, professional dress code. Right. Um, you know, and then when we're in, in the, in practice and things of that nature, I'm typically wearing school affiliated stuff, but when I leave, right. Or yeah. if I'm, if I'm done with our athletic period and I'm going to the school building, I could, I could throw on, you know, a quarter zip or half zip. Right. Um, you know, or even when I'm just working out myself, but I don't want to, I, I kind of want to stay a little warm because it's cold initially in the, for warm ups, and then, yeah. and then it warms, you know, once I'm warm, I can strip some layers off, but. So we do have, we have a quarter zip windbreaker. Okay. Uh, so we got one of those, but that's, but that's what we got going on as far as that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll take it to the team. I'll talk to him. There you go, man. There you go. Well, man, I really appreciate you taking the time out for, for, you know, out of your busy schedule and day. Um, yep. and, and, you know, the last thing, if you, if you wouldn't mind, you know, what advice would you give to people just looking to get into fitness doesn't have to be CrossFit, but just, you know, weightlifting in general, what do you, what I'll say, you give them from an advice standpoint? Uh, two things. Number one, don't wait to start. Everyone's always waiting. I'll start when I'll start when, Right. Like I'll start when is the the three words that go before sentences that people don't do. Right. Like if you're going to do it, you just need to start. The second thing is get a coach. Right. So find a coach, find something to help you. If you want to be an athlete or trying to participate in a sport, find a coach. If you want to open a gym, that means talk to somebody who's done it before. If you want to start a company and talk to someone who's done it before. So get just talk, just reach out to somebody, reach out to a coach and then start now. There you go. Love it, man. And of course, and of course, you got to go to caffeinekilos.com, get some coffee. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. You guys have a great yeah, day and uh, keep up with the uh, CK3K, right? We got to finish There it off. is. Got to get them in. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. Really hope you enjoyed today's episode with Danny and I talking coffee, talking weightlifting, talking coaching, and building a community. Make sure to follow Caffeine and Kilos and Danny on social media. Make sure to get you some really good coffee. Make sure you're also paying attention what you're doing when you're lifting weights so you can stay healthy, stay strong, and smash some PRs. Go enjoy the day.
checking out the podcast today. Really hope you enjoyed today's guest. Don't forget to leave a like and a review. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast fix from. Ratings and reviews really help us reach more viewers. Peace out. Have a nice day. Be the change you want to see in the world. <laughs>